It's plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can Stem. A message from the Ad Council. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. We'll see clouds build overnight, a low down to 27. Cloudy with a chance of a rain or snow shower Tuesday, a high of 41 degrees. And a mix of sun and clouds Wednesday, a high of 46. Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to 89.1 FM, WXVU, Villanova Student Radio. It's a little past 4 p.m. on this cold Monday afternoon, but it's time for Fun the Locker Room, your favorite sports radio show where we have some fun in the locker room and we recap everything in the world of sports, discuss hot takes, make predictions, and more. We're a radio show, but we're also a podcast, so please check us out on SoundCloud, Fun the Locker Room, and check out our Twitter account, Fun the Locker Room, where we post our polls and questions, trying to interact with our followers, uh, including our Monday Night Football picks. Uh, we're sending good thoughts to our listeners here from Villanova, Pennsylvania. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, we're moving to the Christmas season, so good spirits all around. Um, it's been a long two weeks since we had the show. A lot happened. NFL, we had some MLB news, uh, NBA, might even get in some college because the college season, uh, basketball season is, head- is heating up a little bit. Uh, let's start the show the way we always start the show with our now, I guess, week 11 and week 12 takeaways from the NFL. Sean, let's start with you. So I think this NFL season, more than any in the past that I can ever remember, has been a constant change of who we predict to be in the Super Bowl, who we predict to be in the championship games for each conference. And these past two weeks have made it even more complicated. And I think the two teams I'm going to pick out of the AFC right now, um, throughout the season we both probably would not have picked them to start the season. To end the season has been a little different. But I think the Patriots and Chiefs will meet in the AFC championship game, a rematch of what's used to be a little historical thing other than last year so. It's good to see the Patriots back, and I think that's going to be the AFC Championship game. Wow. That's, uh, would, would, could you imagine us saying that at the beginning of the season? No, I, I could not have. And even in the middle of the season, we didn't project the I Chiefs know. to be there, so constantly changing. All right, Liam, what, what do we got out of you? I guess um, a little different from Sean's take. <sighs> Top of the AFC right now sit the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, led by Lamar Jackson. They are my pick to come out of the AFC. Um, and it may not be pretty in the ways that they're winning, but they're getting the job done, and right now they are sitting atop the AFC. They're going to win the AFC outright, and that's my pick, yeah. Wow, okay, definitely the uh, one of the bolder picks we've seen. Uh, I'm going to go with the other conference. I'm going to go with the Packers, are the most complete team in football. Um, not too much of a hot take. I think we saw last night, or not last night, uh, the 4 p.m. Eastern slot with the uh, Rams-Packers, which is obviously two NFC uh, heavyweights that you know we've been tracking all season long. And you know I don't know if it's more the Rams just have kind of hit a little bit of a bump in the road, but the Packers just look like they're firing on all cylinders. You know, in the past, it's usually been like defense or offense or, or you know just offense or whatever. But uh, I think they're a very complete team, and you know that's what you're going to need to get to the Super Bowl. You can't just rely on you know the passing game. You, you, they got a stable running game. They got a Top, honestly, one wide receiver in the league. Great defense. Um, you know, Mason Crosby could use some work. I know we're all special teams fans <laughs> here. Uh, but that's my take. I think we should start with Liam's take uh, because we were going over this before the show, and 
I don't know if Sean and I completely agree with it. I actually a question with Liam because you've been a big Lamar Jackson fan this yes. entire season. Yeah. Would you still pick him to be MVP as well? Wow. After throwing four interceptions last night, um, more than Jalen Hurts actually. Here's here's the thing, Sean. MVP is a very different award. I think that's changed. My my pick is that has changed a lot this whole season. I had Derrick Henry for a little bit. Um, the thing is, if you look at the word valuable, the Ravens are sitting atop the AFC right now, eight and three, best in the AFC. Would they be there without Lamar Jackson? Who knows? Thing is, if they keep winning, I think they just shows he's the most valuable. In that essence, would the uh, Chiefs be where they'd be without Patrick Mahomes? Hey, it's that's very fair, very fair answer. But the Chiefs also have a lot of weapons. They do. Ravens. That is no. fair. The Ravens do not have a lot Lamar of weapons. Lamar Jackson is essentially playing offense. It's himself. But you have a lot of faith in them, even without the lack of weapons. You still I, pick them. I do because they they've shown this season that they're in close games. They can win. Lamar Jackson's a winner, and he's going to carry them to the AFC, and he's going to carry them to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I, I want to echo Sean's point here. Um, it's it's not really <laughs> fair to your argument because I think naturally in football the quarterback is just kind of the most important position, mm-hmm. right? So you just saying like, would they be here? without, like, Lamar Jackson. Well, I think there's, like, 10, 10 teams at least in the league where would they be where they are without their starting quarterback? I think most teams in the league yeah, would okay. not be there I'll, without yeah, their starting quarterback. Probably 25 of the, of the 32 teams. Would they be where they are without their starting quarterback? Probably not. Okay, well, to argue Sean's point, imagine if Lamar Jackson had a Tyreek Hill, had a Travis Kelsey, had any sort of run game besides he, these, these fourth stringers that they're pulling out of waivers every weekend. I, I mean... It's just, they find, it may not be pretty, he threw four picks yesterday, but they won, and they beat a huge division rival, they've been playing really well, Um, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, he just finds ways to get it done. What what if I, like, crazy thought, the MVP of the Ravens was Justin Tucker instead? (laughs) (laughs) Would would that be that too wild? I another point too, because their special teams have been unbelievable, that's a big reason why they're winning too. the, the problem, the lack of faith I have in the Ravens is because since Lamar Jackson's taken over the past couple of years, they've done well in the regular season, and they've failed in the playoffs. And I don't see how this team is better than any of the teams they previously had. And I would, just make, I would say they're worse than all the previous teams they've had, so that's why I just don't have faith in them. That's very fair. I just think this year there's no clear favorite. That is also fair. It's very wide open. It is definitely wide open. Yeah, it, yeah it's been wide open for a while. I feel like there's a couple of them. Emerging, but I guess off that point, um, let's just move right into the Sean's take: Chiefs, Pats, AFC Championship. So those those are the two teams you have coming out um, to the to the AFC Championship game. Uh, I, I guess I, I just want you to elaborate on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the Patriots have rounded a form. Like I looked at that Patriots Titans line, and it was seven points, and I was like, wow. For the the Patriots, yeah. Wow. Like that's crazy. Like imagine the Patriots being favored by the Titans by seven points, but like. They've come out there. They've come out week after week. They're beating tough teams, tough games. that so we talked about this was a stretch of the season where we were wondering what the Patriots were like. What could they be? What could they do against these top teams? And they've come out and performed. They they pounced the Browns, beating the Falcons, beat the Titans. Next week, huge game. Huge game against the Bills next week. Yeah. If, if they can win that game, I would definitely have them as the AFC favorite of what I almost say. If they could go out there and beat the Bills, like the records of teams they've beaten and – they're close games. Mac Jones has continued to improve and continues to throw the ball better. Their defense is one of the best in the league. 
Yeah, I I like the Patriots a lot. Highest point differential in the NFL. Yeah. Really. Crazy. Wow. If yeah, you look I, at their recent scores. Like they've they've been blowing teams. They, out. they gave up six points to the Panthers, seven points to the Browns, zero points to the Falcons, thirteen points to the Titans. That is really impressive, to be honest. Their defense is just. Bill Belichick is an amazing <coughs> defensive head coach, and he's just dialing up these defenses. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about Belichick. It says a lot about Mac Jones. Um, it's kind of crazy to hear that because I, I think at the beginning of the season we we were kind of just penciling in the Bills for the yeah. division winners, and now the there's Patriots been are half game out of first place also. Of uh, the entire league, entire really? AFC, and I feel like now, you know, there's so much media coverage on the Patriots the last like two three weeks, which rightfully so, but I feel like there's also been no media coverage on the Bills, who you know they've they've uh, fallen off a, a little bit, but you know still. A, con- a contender of the division, maybe a contender in the AFC. Are we? Is it more that the Patriots are surprising us, or is it just that like the Bills are are falling back to earth and out of contention? It's not a little bit of both. I think the I think the entire AFC has not lived up to the hype of a bunch of teams. The Chiefs haven't lived up to their hype. The Ravens they are top of the division right now, but I don't think they fully reached their full potential. We expected they could do with Lamar Jackson. Same with the Bills. Like the Bills, Josh Allen's taking a step back this year, a little shaky. There's just no faith in any team in the AFC, so I don't see why not to put the face in the Patriots because they've shown out and they've, they've proved it week after week so far. They've won actually two, four, six, seven straight games, I think. The Patriots? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the Bills, they, they had that loss to the Colts. I mean, I think the loss of the – I think that was the five-touchdown game for Jonathan Taylor, um, which I guess if Jonathan Taylor's putting up that production, you're probably not going to win that game. But, you know, they just beat the Saints, and, you know, while the Saints are the Saints, it, it's still a, a, it's still an impressive win to, for that point differential. Eh. No? Mean, the Saints' uh, offense is, is wanna, non-existent. I don't really want to harp on this too much because I feel like I say it every week. The Bills started every single drive on the 50 or closer because the Saints' offense just did not get Is that true? Going. I don't know if it's true. That's what it seemed like. Oh, okay. And it was just it was a tough game to watch. I don't want to harp on that too much. I think I think the Bills definitely I mean, they win this game. They're right back in it with the Pats. As as good as the Pats have been, the fact that the Bills are still in it says a lot. I think they just need to get right back in the swing things. Their defense hasn't nearly been as dominant as it was in the beginning of the season. Josh Allen has taken a step back. And it's going to be a big test to see what he can do against the Pats defense. We've looked unbelievable these past six or seven weeks. What are the odds for a Brady Patriots Super Bowl? Ooh. Can you imagine the storylines for that? That would be. Yeah, be it's. That would be something. It's a possibility. Oh yeah, total possibility. The Bucks are looking very good. Um, I guess let's move divisions. We can either do AFC West or NFC, but. Let's go AFC West because we, God, we love talking about them. Um, so the Chiefs, you know, we've had two weeks. No, we've had uh, we've had a week of a very good win versus the Cowboys two weeks ago, and then a bye week, um, leading the division by a slim margin. They're seven and four. The other three teams are actually all six and five. So we got a lot to talk about in this division. Are the Chiefs back? First of all, I guess is the first question. Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt in my mind the Chiefs are back. The Chiefs have proven it week in, week out now that they're starting to come back alive. They're starting to grind out these games. I don't know. I have a lot more faith in them now. I, I think we all de- we never doubted the talent 
that the Chiefs had. I don't think any of us did. They're just putting it to use right now. Four-game win streak, beat the Cowboys away on Thanksgiving. Win. No, not, not, not oh, on Thanksgiving the week before. They, they, they had a bye week this week. But, yeah. Yeah. Chiefs look good. What about the defense, though? Is defense still a concern? They haven't given up more than 17 in the past in their past four games. That's honestly I mean, not bad for, for that defensive unit right there. To be fair, the only team they've really played has been the Cowboys and the Raiders, I guess. But, I mean, they've looked better. Pat Mahomes just needs to do what he does. He doesn't need to make the big play. They have weapons. They, the Chiefs just need to go back to, to what they can do. They don't need to overdo themselves. I think the record has stayed also at the uh, closest game the Chiefs have played in the past four games are against my uh, New York Giants. Oh, and they, they put up the most points against the Chiefs' defense. So it does seem like the Chiefs' defense is putting it together. Um, they play the Broncos, Raiders. They finished out the season relatively easy. Two games against the Broncos, which the Broncos are good, but I don't think we're all. I don't think any of us are like too concerned about playing the Broncos. Um, no. The Raiders, they got a game against the Raiders. Raiders have been playing well. Chargers, and then Steelers and Bengals. So I, I think the Chiefs are in a good position to not run away with the AFC West, but I, I'd pick them to win the AFC West easily. Okay, so they're playing a lot of divisional games left. Let's talk about the rest of the division. Um, we were all. I mean, I think most of us were, were big Chargers fans going into the season and, and at least had, you know, what is it, my Raiders, right, Liam? Is that, is that the same? Um, but now they're all 6-5. and five. Like, I don't know what to make of this. How are the Broncos, like, have the second-best record in their division? <coughs> this is crazy. I don't think anybody would have predicted how close it's been. Because, say the Chiefs lose next week, they could all be tied again. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, and the Broncos are beating up on bad teams. Their wins come against the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets, the football team. Hey, this past week, though, yeah. And the Chargers, Chargers were big, hey, the and the Chargers Cowboys. Were silly. Chargers and Cowboys were both big wins from them. I don't have. A, would you pick them to be a playoff team? No, I'm just. I don't. I don't have them as a playoff team. I'm just appalled at what's going on because now I feel like I feel like a fool for just for being so high on the Raiders and we've talked about the Raiders and all their off field issues but like the Chargers mainly like you know we I think we all had IOs for the Chargers and it's just like but 6 and 5 is still good it's just it seems like mediocrity yeah, to just, me at this point I mean but they should be beating teams like the Vikings and teams like the Broncos yeah throwing pick sixes versus the Broncos is really just never gonna I don't know it, it's disappointing I, I, could you still pencil one of them in for a wild card <coughs> at least definitely I yeah, mean, I think there's got to be another team that comes out of this division other than the division winner, whether it be the Chargers or the Raiders or the Broncos. But looking at the Chargers' schedule, they haven't had a convincing win this whole season. Their best win has been they beat the Raiders by two touchdowns. Yeah. The, the problem with the AFC and the, and the problem with the both division, both conferences right now is it's just very competitive for those wild card spots because you got the oh, – yeah. Patriots, Bills. I, I, I think both of them will probably make it. Yeah, Bills will make it. Um, Ravens. Ravens are going to get in there. So that's three. Titans. Oh, you're, Chiefs. Oh, you're, yeah, you're talking about division winners, correct? Yeah. yeah. So if let's pencil in the Patriots as the division winner. Correct. Patriots, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs. Then the three wild card spots. Bills. I give the Bills one. Yeah. Give the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at. The Browns, the Colts, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders. I like, mean, the Colts could finish out strong. They've, they've, they have a lot of momentum. They almost just beat the Bucks. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams right here. It's going to be interesting. 
the NFL's gotten really competitive this year. There's a lot of like, there's not a lot of bad teams almost. Yeah, outside of those two two and nine teams and outside the of the Lions. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course the Lions in the FC. But like, there's a lot of just 500 teams and they're all competing, which is making a really interesting next couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess we'll have to we'll have to see. I mean, maybe we could be wrong. Chiefs drop, you know, those divisional games because it is so close. It, it, it's only a game lead, so it's not unrealistic to say they could drop one to the Chargers or the Raiders. The Raiders always give them struggles every year. Yeah, and the Chiefs are a game out of not being in the playoffs at all. Yeah, crazy. So are the Ra- the Ravens are two games out of not being in the playoffs. Yeah, and they're the top team in the AFC. Like they're so compact. It's a it's a good time in the in, in the NFL for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's move conferences. Let's actually, you know, what, before we do that, do we want to say anything about the Titans? Who we got to be a little bit concerned. Yeah, they're showing some struggles recently. Losing they're to the one eight Texans. They are. They are injured. That's what we're saying outside of Derrick Henry. Outside of Derrick Henry, Julio Jones is injured. AJ Brown's both injured. Like they don't have wide receivers. Yeah. That is an issue when your star running backs out, and they just uh, not just, but they, they cut Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Over the last two weeks, so well, he wasn't doing much to begin with, but yeah, yeah. But I guess if if he was going to be your maybe uh, stay afloat replacement for Derrick Henry, and now he's gone, and now your wide receivers are out, like yeah, it, it's not looking good. Looking at their depth chart, I can't. I don't know a single wide receiver. Oh on gosh, there. Nick Westbrook, Akeem, <laughs> Chester Rogers, and Dez Fitzpatrick. Wow, it's their wide receiving core. But, That's not good. But the their their remaining schedule, it's pretty easy. You got the Jaguars. Uh, well, I mean, he lost to the Texans. <laughs> I know, but you would hope the Titans could beat the Jaguars. Never know. Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Does anybody watch the Jaguars game this year? Just out of curiosity. Like how no. is Trevor Lawrence doing? Just no. Like a little side question. I have not seen a single Jaguars game. Um, Tavon Austin had his first touchdown. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that, that was it. I think that's that's a cool. Have the Jaguars have that. the Jaguars played primetime yet, or will they play no, primetime? No, there's no way they get a primetime game. Maybe a Thursday. Night. <laughs> they definitely got Thursday night game sometime yeah. early in the season. <laughs> I mean, it really just shows. Like, <coughs> I I know we just we just kind of moved on from Mac Jones, but I mean, there was a lot of quarterbacks in this first round, and they, I mean, come on, man, Trevor Lawrence, uh, well, Zach Wilson just okay. threw a pick off off his teammate's back. To be fair, in, I don't think any quarterback would do well in the Jacksonville situation. Okay, but like, it's set up for failure. They have a whole, they're the worst team. But this is like they're this is cool. a quarterback that, like two years ago when 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 um when Clemson won, like they said he would go number one right now if he was eligible. And he did. And the thing is, they Jaguars signed Trevor Lawrence or draft Trevor Lawrence to try to gain some relevancy. Mm-hmm. And their most relevant situation is their head coach doing stuff in a bar. Yeah. Is the reason anybody has paid any attention to the Jaguars all the time of the season. And John Gruden had to go and bail the Jaguars out and get that story out of the news yeah. by doing his stuff. Literally, the Jaguars are just... They're not even a laughing stock. They just don't exist. They don't. So irrelevant. They play the Rams next. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is just... Uh, it's a sad time for the franchise, for sure. Um... All right, let's go. This is the AFC's making. Joe, it, sorry, it, just it, a quick thing. Sad. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, as a quarterback, his passing yards. Oh, he is God. below the likes of. He, I think he's like, let's see one, two. He's like twenty 
sixth in passing yards. He's above Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray's hurt, so that's still kind of impressive, though. Yeah, but he, he's he's below Taylor Heineke. Oh God, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, Daniel Jones was keeping Lamar Jackson. For a while, right? yeah. yeah, but like touchdowns, he's <coughs> so far down. He's got nine oh. pass touchdowns. He's not even on the list. Like he's, I gotta go to the next page. It's, he's a joke. It's I don't disappointing. Want to assume anything with the Trevor Simeon has the same amount of passes touchdown as Trevor Lawrence. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's I really just, not good at all. I just want to assume though. As soon as the ball is snapped, he's probably under pressure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he has Marvin Jones to throw to, but yeah, it's a rough situation down there. Yeah. All right, we gotta uh, we gotta get out of the AFC. I'm getting a little too sad. But before we go to the NFC, we're we're gonna be very excited with all the good teams. Um, quick ad break. Villanova University Tech Crew holds office hours every Friday from 12 noon to 4 p.m. in Tontine, 09. Office hours are open to everyone. Both current VUTC members and students interested in joining are encouraged to drop by. If you're not able to make it to office hours, but you'd like to discuss something with VUTC or otherwise schedule a training and or meeting, please email us at contact at VUTC.com. All right, <laughs> NFC time. Sean, why don't you uh, ask the yeah. question that you were yeah, so, about? So, Throughout the season, we've come up that there's the top five in the NFC, and we've been debating a lot of the order of them. And just like I don't think any of us have like lost faith in any of them so far this year, of the Bucks, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Cowboys. But now looking at the NFC, all those most of those teams have come back down to earth a little bit. The, the, the gap between the wild card teams and them is a lot smaller and shrinking every week because the Cowboys three straight losses, Rams have they lost three straight too. Uh, yes, they have. Yes. Rams have lost three straight. Um, the Bucks have looked shaky. Um, Cardinals without Kyler Murray right now. I think the Packers are probably the only team that continue to win games. Like, what's our opinion on these teams? Like, do we? Is there anybody else who can sneak into this top five? What do we feel about these teams? Niners are right behind the Rams. Yeah, Niners have won three straight, which yeah. is really something that's kind of no one's been talking about. Debo's been unbelievable for him. So I, I guess my big question, first question is to Truett, the uh, big Cowboys supporter out here who's been on the Cowboys all season saying how good they are. How's your confidence level on those Cowboys? Um, are you talking about making the playoffs or like, or possibly making out of the NFC or both? A playoff run. I, I, think, I, th- I don't think any of us expect them not to make the playoffs. I think yeah, they make no the playoffs pretty easily. No way. But or Giants. in the playoffs, what are they going to do? I mean the so, CD Lamb was out um, last game, but when when everyone's healthy, they do have you know a very good offense with with very little holes in it. The O line isn't what it used to be, but it's still above average. Dak Prescott, you know, will make you winning plays. You know, as long as CD Lamb and Amari Cooper keep doing what they're doing, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's a mixed bag, but it's gonna you know get some production. I, I have no problem with the offense. We've we've talked about Trayvon Diggs for you know a long time, um, whether he's a good player or not a good player you know and while he's giving up big plays like we've been critical of he's still causing turnovers which you know reverses the field and gets your offense on the field which is still a, a net positive in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean these two games with this so they lost to the Chiefs in a close one right, and then obviously the. Uh, Raiders game on Thanksgiving, which is close. I, I'm not worried about the Cowboys whatsoever. Um, now, am I gonna? I'm not gonna sit up here and say that they're beating the Cardinals or the Packers, maybe the Bucks, but um, maybe the Rams. 
I'm, so I'm not going to say that they're my pick to make it out of the NFC, <coughs> but I'm not worried about them to making, possibly getting. I, I feel like their, their ceiling is that is making it to the NFC Championship game. I'll say uh, that. Why don't you break news about the Cowboys real quick? <coughs> the uh, Mike McCarthy has got COVID, and so have How? eight of the other Cowboys players. So eight, eight. Any notable ones that it gives you or no? It doesn't give me the eight players How currently. How is this still happening? But. I feel like they'd say if it was like Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy will miss the Thursday night game against the Saints. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm. Hopefully they won't have COVID come playoff time though. Yeah, so so I I think a playoff time, but they're definitely the fourth seed going to playoffs. I think they're probably the the lowest of the division winners. I'd say. So wild card game against the Rams. Wow. Which would be a great game. That would. That's their wild card game, though. Yeah. They're playing the Rams. It's, it's. I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, honestly, I don't think their ceiling is getting past the first round, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I would disagree because I think their ceiling is getting to the NFC Championship game, but it requires, you know, it, they're likely not going to be favored in any of the games they play in the playoffs. But they, you know, I th- they're gonna, it's going to take like two upsets, you know, but at the same time. I, I think they're capable of playing the type of football that can get you an upset against the Rams. You know, the Rams haven't been looking super solid as of recently. Um, so I would say their ceiling is, I think it's possible to play the type of football where, to where your ceiling is the NFC Championship game. That's what I'm trying to say. So they'd have to go, they have to, in Dallas, they beat the Rams, and they have to go into Arizona and beat the Cardinals. Is there a way they would play the Bucks or no? No. Unless they get the three seed. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but if they get the three seed, they play the Packers. Into Lambo, the, uh, I can't see them going to Lambo or into Arizona and getting a win there. Yeah, if they, if they found a way to play the Bucks in the second round, I could say it's possible. Um, so, so I guess back to that point, do you do you put the Packers and Cardinals above the Bucks, like decent amount? I I have the Packers as my best team in the NFC, and then the Cardinals. Um, it's weird with the Cardinals because we, we haven't seen Kyler Murray yeah, in like two weeks. I think the issue but is... But they keep winning. If the Cardinals are all healthy, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that can beat them. I think the Packers can beat them. I think the Packers have the best shot. Mm-hmm. But healthy Kyler Murray, healthy wide receiving core, healthy defense, the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. They are really good. The problem is, will they be healthy and will they... Another big issue is home field advantage. Because the way the Packers have been playing, nobody's going to beat them at home. So if if Kyler Murray's out for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, he's actually questionable for this week, so he should be back this week. Will be available against the Bears on Sunday, so he's playing this week. Um, if the Packers can get that one seed, and the road to the NFC goes through Lambeau, I think it's hard for a team to come into Lambeau and yeah, win. I agree with that. Yeah. In that atmosphere, I completely agree. In uh, the cold, like these, especially because the teams that are teams to be playing against are all warm weather yeah, teams. Bucks, yeah. Cardinals. Bucks, Cardinals, Rams. Cardinals, like, Rams. it'd be hard to do. I, 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 truth take on the Packers are probably the best team in the, the NFC. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I mean, okay, given everything I said about the Cowboys, like, will they hit that ceiling? Probably not. No. I still would say Cardinals-Packers would be a great NFC Championship game. Um, same with Packers-Bucks. But it was – I mean, it was Packers-Bucks last year too, right? Yeah. Um, 
in, was it in Lambo last year? I want to say it was. Yeah. Or was. Let's check. Um, nonetheless, I mean, these are four good football teams. Three. It was in Lambo. Three I would choose to go um, to the Super Bowl. I mean, the you know at the same time the Rams like if they can if they can get back to the football they were playing early in the season could easily go to the Super Bowl too. Um, just because I've been supporting the Cowboys doesn't mean I you know I I probably have them as my fourth or fifth best odds to get to the Super Bowl. Let's have some fun. Rank the rank those five teams. And oh, okay. Chances to win they make the Super Bowl. Packers. I, I'm having trouble with with Bucks Cardinals. Really, we haven't talked much about the Bucks. Hypothetical, are they all healthy or? What? Yeah, all healthy. Just because the Bucks have the experience, they just won a championship. And they it's have Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. You know, they, they 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 play best when they don't need Tom Brady to win the game for them. And but, Leonard Fournette had a big yes, game yesterday. Exactly. Like that's huge. If Defense, Leonard Fournette can keep playing Leonard like Fournette, that. Like when when you don't when when you don't have those drives where Tom Brady's got to you know go seventy five yards and but he did it yesterday a and a half. He did it yesterday. He didn't do it. Leonard Fournette did. Leonard Fournette did, and we, you know, we were the Saints game. We were just talking about how um, he threw a pick six. So those games, I mean, the team is capable of winning a game without being in that situation, which is what they're best at. So I I don't really know. That's that's their argument. Um, But the Cardinals are also just unreal. Okay, so 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 Cardinals two three. Those are my two three. Um, you said rank those five or rank the seven. Or I guess five. Rank the five. Rank five. Um, so now it comes down to Cowboys or Rams. If the Rams could get back to playing the football they've been playing, I'll go Rams Cowboys. But I mean, I, I don't like what Matthew Stafford's thrown three pick sixes in the last three games. Yeah, that's not great. That's not winning football. I mean, and and Robert Woods is out, and you know I, I don't know what they're getting out of OBJ, um, but. I don't know. Bad the, loss to the Niners two weeks ago. Too. Bad loss to the Niners. It, they could have made a statement by beating the <coughs> Packers, but they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to blame their defense because it's it's tough to stop uh, Aaron Rodgers. But if they get back to what they were doing, that got them to be seven and one. I would go Rams Cowboys, but I, I'm really having trouble ranking those. Wow. What What about you, Liam? Do, do you have any disagreements there? I think if every if. All teams are healthy. I just think talent-wise, the Cardinals are a league above everybody else. However, very close with the Packers. But I got to give the edge to the Cardinals, and they've been they've been winning games without their main guys, which is crazy. I mean, to go in and beat the Seahawks away without anybody, it does say a lot. You got to give credit where credits due. People are stepping up. So I go, I go cards. I guess I'd go Packers, Bucks. Drop down a level. Probably go Rams, Cowboys. I just think it's tough too because the Rams have to play the Cardinals, and the Rams have to play the Niners. Those are tough games, tough yeah. division. As opposed to the Cowboys. Sorry, Sean. They're whooping up. They're not even whooping up on bad teams. I mean, they're winning games, but when it comes down to games like they should be winning, like against the Raiders, even against the Chiefs, when the Chiefs were in that little bit of a slide, those are games they should win. 
they shouldn't just be beating up on their weak divisional opponents. They should be winning games outside of that. Also, the Broncos, too. That was a bad loss. Yeah. So I'd probably put Rams above the Broncos. Or Rams above the Cowboys. Yeah, and I, I agree with you most of that. I, I, I'm kind of putting the Packers number one just because Packers have been there for multiple years now. I feel like they're determined to win this year. I feel like they've got the right formula in place. Then it goes to Cards. Um, Buccaneers. It's tough to put the Buccaneers three. I, I would I wouldn't count against Tom Brady. I think he's still one of the top teams. And then it goes definitely Rams or the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys yeah. are the worst of those five. So if you were a betting man, yeah. don't endorse betting. Um, what is your Super Bowl matchup that you see? Okay. <coughs> I give you fifty bucks right now. I said go go bet on a future bet for the for the Super Bowl matchup. I have a rule I don't get bet against Tom Brady. It's a solid rule. Oh, God. It, it's, That's a pretty, I would say, almost universal rule that pe- a lot of people go by. It's going to be Bucks. Wow. Chiefs. Wow, rematch. I want to say Patriots, but I, I Bucks, think it's the Chiefs. Bucks, Chiefs, rematch. Bucks, Chiefs. Just in the interest of that, who wins that? Bucks again. Again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Liam? I hate to say it, but the Super Bowl is going to be the NFC Championship. Because whoever comes out of the NFC is going to destroy whoever comes out of the AFC. Right now, it's just... I can't see the Patriots or the Chiefs beating the top three teams. Or the Ravens, your team, your Ravens. It just doesn't compare. I'm sorry. I, I want to see something different. I... I don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't like him at all. I'm going to go Cardinals. I really don't want to say Chiefs. Cardinals, Ravens. That's my pick. Wow. Okay. Who wins that? A little bird Cardinals. thing. Oh, you, oh, you, said, you said Cardinals. A little bird action. Um, so I'm going to go Packers. You um, wanted to say Buckstars. <laughs> no, I want to say Cardinals, actually. I'm going to go Packers. Um, I'm having trouble with an AFC team because I don't I don't want to choose the Patriots. Um, the but Bills. I, I don't trust. Ooh, we slept on the Bills. They could make a run. They could. <coughs> yeah, they honestly, could I could see Bills in the AFC Championship. I I want to say I, I, the Bengals are so untested, but I really like the Bengals, and we'll take out going. But it's not their that year. Be a fun championship. It's not, <laughs> it would be fun. It's not their year. I'm gonna go Bills Packers. <coughs> Packers win by a couple touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, the, yeah. I think we all agree. The, the, I, the NFC Championship yeah, game is going to yes. be the game. When we get to the end of the season, we should go through and make our entire uh, playoff predictions. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah that'll be exciting. The, the NFC-AFC Championship games are both going to be fun games, mm-hmm. but the NFC Champion is going to blow out the yeah. AFC Champion. Oh, yeah. totally, totally. Sean, I do want to give you one point to your Chiefs. Um, they have the hardest strength of schedule yeah. this oh. season. Oh, so far, or just in ge- the whole season? In general. Interesting. Entire season. Um, we do have a good amount still to talk about. we got to cut some ads. We're gonna, when we come back, um, well, actually, we'll just quickly mention this now because it's not going to take too much time. I just want to tell you, Sean, uh, Taysom Hill is taking reps at QB1 for the Saints. I'm loving it. He's back healthy. Come on, Liam. You, you need him. I mean, I, I love – I think they need to switch things up two weeks ago. Yeah. But I think he was hurt. I think he's healthy now. Yeah, he, he was. He has been hurt. But, I mean, if Alvin's out, what's he, he going to do? What Throw to Marquez Callaway? 
Anything's he's, better he's, than Trevor Simeon. Dude, it's just that offense is horrible. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> that offense is horrible. All right, when we come back, we will be talking about Jonathan Taylor maybe being the MVP, and then we'll get into our Monday Night Football picks. And the big Giants win, of course. Oh, and, of course, the big Giants win. We'll see uh, Sean come up with some explanation on why the Giants are going to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. When we come back. COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. We show up differently, worship differently, and have found new ways to express our love and support to family and friends. But now there are vaccines, and they are the first step that lets us get back into the things we miss most, like spreading the word without spreading concern, girls tripping instead of solo sipping, brunching instead of late night munching, and talking smack with a side of mac and cheese. It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Should I get it? Should I wait? Is it safe? Can I trust it? What about pre-existing conditions? Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Now listen to V891, the roar on your smartphone or mobile device with the free Radio FX app. Interact with WXVU shows and DJs. See our schedule and events and more. Download the Radio FX app and search for WXVU today. Is your Play-Doh paper due tomorrow? Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? you can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center. Located on the second floor of Falvey Memorial Library, the Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements to thesis papers, at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday, 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604 to make an appointment today. Welcome back to Fun in the Locker Room, where we are covering NFL right now, Week 11, Week 12. We got into a lot of future uh, uh, bets and, and, and uh, predictions, but let's uh, stay back to Week 12. Sean, Eagles-Giants, what's going on there? <laughs> NFC East, brutal Match where we saw some bad football yeah. for 60 minutes, but we enjoyed it. It was ugly. Some ugly football. You enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Because you just said you enjoyed it. I, I don't see how anybody who's not a Giants <laughs> Eagles fan, or I don't understand how any Giants Eagles fan actually enjoyed that game because that was basically just neither team wanted yeah. the ball. Terrible football. Just, I guess, hard nosed Divas. You want to go from there, but terrible Jalen, offensive plays on Jalen both sides Rager. of the ball. Jalen Rager. Rayman. Yeah. Shout out. Drafted above DK Metcalf. Yeah, Jalen Rager did not play well. Jalen Hurts, three interceptions. Should have had another one. Boston Scott, finally, the Giants killer, finally fumbled the ball and gave us an actual win, which is very nice. And thank you, Boston Scott. Um, well, all I've got to say is I came on the show a couple weeks ago and I gave you my way the Giants make the playoffs. And I like to say I am on track. I said there's three games. It was three games against the... Now, do I think they're going to do this? No. But I'm just saying <laughs> my crazy scenario where they played the Chiefs, Raiders, and Buccaneers, I said they win one. They beat the Raiders. Then I said they beat the Eagles. They beat the Eagles. So, so far, we are on track. 
Next game is Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, football team. There's wins there. They can beat the Dolphins. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, there's there's wins possibilities there. Chargers are up and down. Cowboys in New York, divisional game, possible. Eagles, Eagles, Bears are playing terrible with the Bears and the football team. Like there's 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 ways we could win out and get hot. So <coughs> okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, oh boy. A lot of rumors around here about this, uh, and we'll, this will be a great segue into the Monday Night Football game. A lot of rumors about Giants going all in for Russell Wilson. Wow. Bring him to New York. Ooh. Wow. So what? What do you? What uh, to Daniel Jones. He was the. He was the future. Yeah. What? What happened Whoa. to his sixty-five fumbles and you know yeah. x amount of games? I thought he was okay, the future. He, he's a game manager. Mm. Russell Wilson's a difference maker. I feel like Daniel Jones struggles to manage the game. He's kind of watching the game happen and like struggling. Yeah, to but th- th- he's got some ahead. flashes. He's got some things. He he can go out and win you a game. Very high IQ, taking the sack the other day. Yes, huge. Oh, wow, <laughs> you see the okay. If you if you watch Daniel look Jones, did, <laughs> and, and you guys have sat through and watched some Giants games with me over the yeah, past couple of years. His growth from freshman year, from our freshman That's year when true. he was a rookie, like the decisions he's making. He's making better decisions with the football. He's yeah. not throwing as many turnovers. His turnovers have been cut down drastically. The big trip he had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's running the ball better in general. He's just a more complete football player, mm-hmm. but he's almost reaching a ceiling at this point. Oh. And I don't think he don't can get much that. better. So what, what would you give up for, for Russell Wilson? So I, I, saw I mean, a, right, well, right now, I saw a report his that value's pretty low. Yeah. yeah. At an all-time no, low. No Giants... No quarterback is going to thrive in the Giants' offense right now because their offense line is just terrible. So we currently have two top five picks next year. Wow. Because of the Bears pick and the Giants pick, I think it's still top five. Maybe it's like... How did you get the Bears pick? We traded away the Bears pick, so we traded for Justin Fields. Oh. And we traded back to Kadarius Tony in exchange for our first-round pick this year. What a great that move that was by the by the Bears. By the Bears. I thought you said the Bears get Justin Fields. No, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, great move by us. Yeah, okay. So you're saying throw one or two? Probably just one of the two. I say throw one, get an offensive line with the other pick, and bring Russell Wilson. Wow. Yeah, I mean, okay. I need top five. Uh, first round pick next. I'll give you future first yeah, round. Yeah, you got to give a future first, probably. Maybe a um, second rounder in the future. Yeah. That sounds you want like, Daniel Jones, we'll give it to you. Yeah, you got to give up Daniel Jones. That sounds like that could actually be a viable option. Um, possible, especially because next year's draft isn't quarterback heavy. But I don't think this trade's going to happen because the Giants are going to go on this incredible run. And we're gonna all right, all right, all right, right, right. But yeah, let's go Monday Night Football, baby. Yep. So we we had two weeks. We didn't even underground. We're talking about our our pick for for last week, which was Bucks Giants, right? I think mm-hmm. Liam and I we both took the Bucks to cover. Mm-hmm. We did, which they did. Sean took the well, Giants. Sean couldn't bet against his own. Yeah, team. that would be a sin. Right? Treat tr- 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 it once. I'm going to make up for it tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like tr- tr- you said you won two in a row. You've actually won one in a row. Liam's won two in a row. Oh, oh yes. Liam said I, I had one. He's hot. I'm hot. Y- you picked the Rams, uh, Seahawks one. Hot. The Rams, uh, Niners one with yeah, me. I also said I would. Uh, I don't. I don't know what I would do if if, uh, if the Niners. Won. We'll make it oh, pay for true. that. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Hey, maybe a nice little Twitter poll. Um, <laughs> regardless, Sean is seven and four. Liam and I are closing the gap at four and seven. <laughs> Sean, why don't you Sean, uh, introduce our pick. conditions here? Make your pick, Sean. Set the set the scene for us. Um, so, all right, so minus football. Redskins at the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus one. Wow. Imagine imagine a couple years ago if you would say that the football team Never was would. coming into Seattle as f- well, 
As I'm, I'm sorry, it, it's, 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 in, uh, it's in Washington. Oh, it's in Washington. That's my bad. Oh. Tris up the notes here. Okay, same same idea. Washington, Seattle's coming to Washington. I have the Seahawks minus one against the football team. I, they're going to turn around. They've got they've got too many weapons on the offense. DK Metcalf's going to get hot. Tyler Lockett throwing the ball. Russell Wilson making plays downfield. Their defense is not great, but the football team's offense is just atrocious. And I'm expecting a uh, big Seahawks win tonight. No, you go first. No, no, because I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Um, So, (coughs) okay, it's it's been tough. It's been tough to watch these games. Um, The loss to the Cardinals that were led by Colt McCoy was tough. Um, There there was a lot of memes after that game about let Russ cook, and it would just show, like, (laughs) a frozen hot dog and Cheerios in a pan or something like that. (laughs) Um, And I completely agree because, you know, I've – Russell Wilson's never really been my favorite player on the Seahawks um, for his time in the on the team, but you know, nonetheless, I've liked him a lot. He, I know what he's capable of. You know, he was kind of like the Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson—not the extremes that they are, but like he kind of, I want to say, started to bring in that wave of quarterbacks that could scramble. And you know, his highlights were crazy when he would just like chuck up a pass to Doug Baldwin. You know, when with three defenders chasing him. Um, but, you know, now I'm just seeing him miss easy throws. I, there was uh, one drive when they were playing the Cardinals in the, uh, in the red zone. I want to say it's we're dealing with second and third down after running on first down. Second, second and goal. Um, just completely overthrows the receiver. I believe it was Gerald Everett, who's a tall guy, so it's pretty hard to overthrow him. Um, third and goal. You know, went for a contested threw into some some heavy coverage and there was a guy probably cutting across the end zone who was wide open um so it, it's it's a lot of like what we've been talking about with patch mahomes um when he was just missing easy throws and we've seen him make crazy throws it's kind of the same thing and it's it's made me a uh, a little less um confident in russell wilson but you know all that aside we'll, I'm, I'm gonna take seahawks obviously minus one i it, Come on, man! It's it's the Seahawks. You got you, Sean's right. There's a lot of talent, um, but they are the definition of talent not being able to come together to win games. DK Metcalf's been a, a, a nobody this season. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's been putting up yards, but he's got only three touchdowns. I don't even know who the running back is right now. I, I'm pretty Chris Carson's out for the year. I'm pretty sure it's Alex Collins. Um, Jamal Adams, need, you know, maybe he'll learn how to play football before tonight. I love you, Bobby Wagner, so much. That's all I got. I got to take the Seahawks. I made a mistake last time versus the Saints game, and this is generally who I want, who I, I envision covering. So we'll go with Seahawks minus one. I respect you not betting against your team. Thank it's you. Time. On that note. No, I, are you sticking, fading? I've been sticking to my guns. Oh, my <laughs> God. My, uh, Taylor Heineke. My strategy has been to fade Sean. Um, Shout out Taylor Made, Scary Terry. Go, sk- oh, excuse me, go football team, baby. <laughs> I'd love to see you. You know, the, the Lions moved around a lot because I think like two weeks ago, no, a week ago when I saw this was the game and I I, I think I, I told you, Sean, like, oh, it's a, it's a pick em. And then you're like, oh, it, it recently just moved to minus one Redskins. Yeah. Now it's minus one yeah. Seahawks. That's why, I was, that's why I was confused at first. It's and, moved around a lot. With this win tonight, the uh, football team will be in second place. In the NFC, so. Giants are one play, one game out of a playoff spot. Doesn't matter. 
So right, so Liam's going uh, football team. Yep. Trivia. I got an NFL trivia, trivia question for you guys. Yes. Let's hear it. Okay, so it's, it's this is about the NFL MVP. Um, just a fun fact for you, Liam. Mm-hmm. Do you know that there a, there was a uh, kicker? Yes. Who won yes, the MVP award? Back it was in nineteen, I want to say was it sixties or seventies? Seventies. It was the guy because uh, he kicked with a um, he kicked with a square square boot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mark Mosley, nineteen seventy four. No, nineteen eighty two. Sorry, eighty two was the MVP of the league. One of only three non-offensive MVPs in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Okay, who? What players have won? Three. Okay, who's won the most MVPs? Brady. No. No. Manning. Yes. Yeah. Peyton Manning has five MVPs. Wow. Then there are. There's five guys who have three MVPs. Brady. Yep. Oh, God. How many does Aaron Rodgers have? Three. Three. Okay. Wow. Yes, three. Brady and Rodgers. What about Big Joe? Big Joe Montana. He's got two. Ooh. They're older guys. Elway? Nope, Elway's got one. Wow. Marino? <coughs> nope. Any non-quarterbacks? One non-quarterback. I'll give you a non-quarterback. Jim Brown. Oh, okay. Athlete. Yep. Um, one quarterback played in the 90s and early 1000s. Aikman? Nope. Favre? Yeah, yeah. Favre. Favre's got three. And the last guy is a quarterback, and he played back in the 60s and 70s. Oh, God. Bart Starr. No. Oh, I would have been crazy yeah. if that was This him. guy's been to a Super Bowl. He didn't win it. Been to a Super Bowl but didn't win it? Mm-hmm. I don't think he won one. Baltimore Col- Colts. Play against the Jets. You lost me. Johnny Unitas. Oh. oh. I guess since we're here. I wouldn't have named that, but. Mo- multiple, multiple MVPs. You have Joe Montana. There's two other ones who have won multiple MVPs. Two MVPs. There's two other ones that have won multiple? Two. Yeah. That have won two? Two other quarterbacks. Including John Montana or not? Joe Montana is one of the three, and there's two oh, other okay. ones. Two other quarterbacks. Have they been named? Nope. Really? Um, they both played around the same era. Um, 90s, 1000s. One's, one's a Niners quarterback. Oh. Who followed Joe Montana? Yeah. Well, oh my God! Horrible. I had this guy in Madden in my, on my ultimate team. <laughs> I should know. Come on. Young. Yep, no. Steve Young. Yeah, yeah. There, you there you go. go. And the other guy was a went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Oh. Oh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Wow. We gotta we gotta brush up. Okay. How about here. this? One more. Best uh, quarterback to never win an MVP. Is Drew Brees won one? That's the answer. That's the answer. Oh, that's a pretty subjective answer there, but I agree. Yeah, yeah he probably is. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, probably. He's got to rob my <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, MLB guys, Ooh. what's what's going on today? Um, uh, let, let, let's let's start with the fun stuff. Oh yes. The uh, Mets. This past week, the Mets have, have finally come out of their shell, and Steve Cohen decided to spend. Shout out, Uncle Stevie. I love you and your deep pockets. Um, and I, the guy who. Around the trade deadline, yeah, the Mets were one of his teams that said he, he wouldn't go there. He would never come to New York. Well, guess what? 
When the money talks, yes. you decide to come to New York, mm-hmm. and Max Scherzer is a New York Met for three years, $130 million. $43 million a year. It's a lot of money for a 37-year-old. But best one-two starting pitching rotation, one-two. And Strowman's back is one-two-three. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if we can say this, but maybe the best one-two ever. Right yeah. now. Um, Cy Young finalist this past year. Obviously, Jacob DeGrom, if he didn't get hurt, would have had one of the best seasons ever as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. only do we get Max, we're going to get Stroman back now. There's no way we don't. Mm-hmm. We got Starling Marte, who's an all-star caliber player. Center fielder, which we've yes. needed. Somebody that can play defense yeah. and get on base and hit. What a we concept. Two other guys, Eduardo Escobar, who was a all-star mm-hmm. this past season with the Brewers. And we got Mark Kanya from the A's, who was an on-base machine. Bunch of role guys. It's yeah. just so good. So it's looking like we won't get Javi back. Neither, I don't think Gafford is back either, to be honest. But, which I'm okay with. Yeah. A little sad because like, he grew up. He, yeah. But... He had he didn't play well this year. And with the DH this year, the Mets are going to be insane. Yeah, Dom Smith DHing like, mm-hmm. or Cano. The thing is, who plays second base? Do you think Escobar plays second base? Cano's, yeah, Cano's done. DHing or what? Cano's on the bench. I mean, we're paying him, but he's just there. Can we pay him to sit in the minors? I know the Yankees did that with Ellsbury. The Yankees did the Ellsbury. I feel like for a couple of years. Maybe the, the, what they'll probably do is rework his contract because they're not going to pay him twenty four mil to do nothing. Do you think they just buy him out? Maybe. Uh, they could do it. But Another Bobby Bonilla type of deal. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a great day to be a Mets fan. Yeah. It's, it's really I, nice. I don't care about the money. Stevie's got enough money. Just mm-hmm. just give it give it to them. Keep spending, baby. Yeah. And then I guess switching to the other big news that just broke. Mm-hmm. The Texas Rangers have come out with two huge signings. A couple of days ago with Marcus Simeon signing, starting off the shortstop market, middle infield market. Mm-hmm. And then today, Quite literally senior. 12 minutes ago, Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million deal. Which is the same as Lindor's, right? Lindor's getting 340 I think. It, I mean, it's all in all, it's the same Same money, thing. Which, it's crazy. Dodgers just lost two huge guys. If you look back at that trade, the Trey Turner, Max Scherzer deal, the Nats absolutely fleeced them. They yeah. got Trey Turner, who's MVP finalist, great player. But they lost all their prospects for a rental. A rental, yeah. They didn't win the World Series. Didn't even win the World Series, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, didn't even make the World Series. No. In other news, the Blue Jays got the Giants guy, Kevin Gosman. Yep. Blue Jays are looking good, too. And uh, we haven't talked about this, but Los, Los Angeles Angels... You now have a target on your back. Anaheim. As, um, as a Mets fan, I hate you guys for taking Cindergard and Aaron Loop from us. However, you did overpay for both of them. So oh, a lot. enjoy that. Yeah, so Trey Turner's actually a free agent. End of this year or this year? End of this year. He's got one more year. But it's another guy. Another guy leaving. It. Wow. And what's the whole Juan Soto thing we've talked about? Yeah, you think, now, you think now Juan now Soto? Yeah, is Juan Soto. Just, just raid the Nationals. Yes. Love it. It's lovely. Yeah. Been loving life right now as a Mets fan. So, yeah. good for the Mets. Looking forward to the season. I'm pretty excited. So excited. Yeah. You got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Got to put the finish to put touches. 
we're not the offseason is not over yet. We we need to we need a couple uh, relievers. We need to re-sign a couple guys. You got some work to do, still Billy Upler, but you've come in here, have done a great job. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Great day to be a Mets fan. <sighs> Uh, we have a uh, suggestion from one of our very loyal <coughs> fans, Mr. Pacastello, talking about uh, a little messy news. You guys want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, Ballon d'Or was announced today of the champion of who is the, considered the best soccer player of the year, which has been a little controversial, especially because the fact that they didn't have it last year when last year, because of COVID, they decided not to do it when I think almost. Lewandowski was the unanimous. The unanimous. Yeah. Like, no way any doubt about that. Once again, I thought he was favorite this year. He should have been. Yeah. The goal scored, like, the impact he has for Bayern Munich, like, ridiculous. But, of course, the bias in soccer and is very corrupt. and it's been given to Messi. Yep. Which Seven. Happens. It, it, speaking of Messi, he's, he's PSG in general has not looked well. <laughs> really? Not. No. Oh, wow. Because you have three guys up top who just don't defend. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Neymar and Mbappe and Messi Neymar, just... Neymar's looked really, really bad. He's they sit bad. up there and they just wait for the ball to get to them, and the ball doesn't get to them, they don't do anything. Like There's a bunch of situations where Messi's just walking around the pitch, and this is yeah. un-Messi-like. Like, <coughs> he just looks unhappy there. I, I never understood why he left. They, he was a god at Barcelona. They couldn't give him the money. Like That's He true. said he offered to like not get paid, and they still didn't have like the financial He's situation to do it. He's had financial stuff in the past, too. Taxes and tax Yeah, but the team just couldn't pay him. Sad. It, it's really sad. I wish he could continue his career at I'm not a big Messi fan to begin with, but yeah, I, it is what it is. Um, I really wish Lewandowski could have won it, but if it wasn't Lewandowski, Jorginho should have won it too. A little uh, two wins, but it's hard to give it to a midfielder. So mm-hmm. other than that, it makes sense. It's on a um, happier note. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA. Yeah, um, we got to cut to some commercials, but we do have. We will talk about the NBA when we come back. Stay with us, fun the locker room. Kids' lives have been put on hold. Getting them thriving again safely starts with protecting them from COVID nineteen and dangerous new variants. <laughs> Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider, or by visiting getvaccineanswers.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Check out WXVU's anchor feed for on-demand Villanova interviews with Father Peter, J.J. Brown, Stephen Coach, Jared Brewer, and Kathy Gallagher as part of WXVU's move-in week coverage. Log on to wxvu.villanova.edu and click the link for our anchor feed to listen to the interviews. You're listening to Fun in the Locker Room. We uh, covered some NFL, some MLB. We are now on NBA Things are heating up. We're going to start with the two hottest teams in the league playing tomorrow. Suns, 16-game win streak, one short of franchise record. Warriors look absurd. Sean, give me a little commentary on each and then who wins Tuesday. Okay, so the Warriors played really, really well. Steph Curry, out of his mind, last night his passing ability, like his shooting ability, like if you just look at the highlights, like he's just so dominant of a player. He's... He's got a swagger back. I think he was missing his swagger like a couple years. Like I think the whole Kevin Durant saga was like weighing on him. Like he didn't look like his fun self just going out there playing basketball. Like the other day, I'm not sure exactly. I think he he hit a shot and 
mm-hmm. while the shot was in the air, he was doing like a dance in the corner, yeah. like just back to Steph Curry stuff, which you love to see. It's so much fun for him playing basketball. Like you see the joy it brings him, which I absolutely love. It's sad. It's I, I love Steph Curry. NBA. Great for the NBA. Great for the NBA and the uh, Suns. <sighs> a lot of people were downing them. Coming back, I was start start of the season like not playing well, especially coming off that, and a lot of people doubted their, like thought their uh, run to the uh, championship was a fluke, and they thought it was really easy, but they've come out here and they played really well, like sixteen in a row, like, whew, and they're not getting talked about enough in my opinion, not at all, and these two games, Tuesday and Friday, back to back, like home and away, which I don't understand why they do these games, it <coughs> seemed really weird to me, but. Can be fun to watch. I, I, it's it's the regular season. So it's hard to pick a winner of these games. That doesn't really matter to begin with. But I think they probably split them. I think they're both good enough teams that they split them. Hopefully two. Hopefully two good games. We love that. See that. Liam, what about you? What are your thoughts on these two teams? You know, I'm just happy. I never thought I'd say this after what happened a couple of years ago when it was just Cavs Warriors, and it was, in my opinion, the most boring NBA of my lifetime. It's good to see Steph Curry back out there doing his thing. Just absolutely balling. He's so much fun to watch. The Suns, 16 games in a row is incredible. One, I believe, one short tie in their franchise record. They just have definition of guys that step up role players. Devin Booker's their scorer. Chris Ball's their facilitator. Big man and DeAndre Ayton. They got guys that can play. Mikel Bridges, great bench. It's going to be so much fun, and obviously these two teams are the best teams in the West, arguably two best teams in the NBA right now. It's going to be awesome. I think it's great for the NBA. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, Steph is, you know, looking like he could get his third MVP. He's looking like the best player in the world right now. He's having fun, as Sean was talking about. He's just, you know, he, he looks like he's having fun playing basketball. But it's 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 also kind of fun to see, like, last night when he – got clearly fouled by Terrence Mann, didn't get the call, and he got a T on the ref. You know, it, it's good to see some emotion out yeah. of him. And then yeah. hits the three dagger and uh, gives a T yeah, back to the ref. Yeah. Like, it's just fun to, you know, see that. I I, I definitely um, – I, I never really hated Steph Curry, but I, I didn't like him as much when Kevin Durant was on the team because, you know, obviously they had the villain portrayal. But now that he's it's his team and, you know, there's really – no like easy way out. They're just winning games. They're they're doing well and um, yeah, it's 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 exciting time for the NBA. Um, it reminds me of twenty fifteen Warriors. For the Suns, as Sean mentioned, I was, you know, one of those groups that, that he mentioned that, that um, doubted the Suns because I, I thought, you know, they had they did have a, a very injury riddled path to the finals. And, you know, it was a weird year last year. Um, went up 2-0 and then, you know, obviously lost four straight games to the Bucks. But so I, I thought a little bit of a hangover coming. Started 1-3. I'm like, yep, I was right. 16 straight games. 16 straight wins. Liam listed off all the key guys. Like, you know, they're all making big impacts. Devin Booker's, he's playing some serious basketball right now. Um, this could be Western Conference, fi- uh, Western Conference Finals matchup. Um I think I think at this point it's easy to expect that. Yeah, and there's a lot of season to go. Like there's a, a lot, lot of ways. season to go for sure. Like, Anything can happen in the playoffs, but yeah. these are probably the two um, best teams. Yeah, and obviously I I think we were we we're going to touch on that Clay and 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 Wiseman should be getting back soon. They're actually on the G League, super team in the G League there. 
Imagine these young kids, yeah. like barely drafted college, like the G League and Clay night guys, the high school guys <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. coming into the league. You come out of high school, you gotta go to Clay Thompson and James Wise. I mean, like, yeah. it's absurd. Um, it, it's it's like in baseball. Sorry, back, no, no, you're good. It's like back in baseball when like yeah, the, rehab the rehab guys and, and like Jacob across rehab start against low A guys. Yeah, 100 mile per hour yeah. fastball. This guys like <laughs> 17 out yeah. of high school. Like. Whew. <laughs> I feel bad for these guys. Yeah, so, I mean, they don't even have those two pieces yet. And has this happened, sorry, has this happened in the past? Like, I don't remember in the history of, like, guys rehabbing in the G League. Uh. Like, is this this is a new development they're starting to do more? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably happened once. I feel like not, like, Clay Thompson level stars, but, like, you know, maybe, like, role players that come back and, like, I'll spend a couple games in the G League. Oh, Serge Ibaka's been down there a while. Yeah. But Somebody free my man. It's interesting. Like I think it's a really smart idea what the NBA what the NBA teams have started to do there. Like using that this team smart, to get yeah. them warmed up. I yeah, like it totally. a lot better than giving them five minutes in the game. Yeah. Like what the um like what the Pelicans did with Zion when he was struggling with his injury, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. They wouldn't let him play a second over like twenty minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just like makes more sense. It's gonna be better acclimation. Mm-hmm. It's better it's it's a great intermediate between like five on five in practice and an exactly. actual NBA game. Yeah. So um yeah, I guess before we move on from the Warriors, Steph Curry, quickest to hundred threes in NBA history with nineteen games. Wow. That's pretty absurd. That's, he will go down as the best point card of all time. I think he's there right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if I want to get into that debate. But um, really? There's only one guy you could put over him. Oh, imagine. No, what do you think I'm going to say, Russ? No, Magic, <laughs> obviously. Um, His MVP odds right now are plus 135. The next closest is Durant at plus 500. Wow. Honestly, not not a bad That's idea to sprinkle point. some money on both those, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's not, I, I expect to be minus almost. It's a long season. It's a long, yeah, you know, it's a long season. But moving on from that, um, what do we want to hit first? Nuggets, Knicks, Let's Lakers, go Nuggets. Let's nuggets. Go nuggets. So MPJ out for the year, back problems. Had problems in college with his back, which is why he fell in the draft. Just got a bag. What, what, what are our thoughts? We're pretty concerned, I'm assuming. Well, Liam brought it up, the fact that they've lost six in a row. Yeah, they've been struggling, and they've been playing without Jokic too. I mean, once again, the team's not going to be good enough to win games without any star caliber player, especially in the West, which is very tight. They're they're in some trouble right now. I think PJ Dozier is also out for the year, which I think he was he was giving you the backup point guard minutes. But I mean, without you need in this NBA, unless you're Steph Curry with your just cast of guys playing out of their minds, you need kind of a one-two punch to win games, and with just Jokic, it's going to be tough. They don't really have anyone else to give the ball to. I mean, in the clutch, besides Jokic. Yeah. When is when is Jamal Murray come back? Do we have any timetable on that? Not to like probably second half of the season. Okay. Well, I think it's going to really show how good Jokic is. I think he's going to be able to keep him afloat enough <coughs> that when Jamal Murray comes back, they can maybe push for a six seed. Um, Aaron Gordon needs to step up. Yes, he does. Needs he's, to step up. He's been doing most of their load on defense. Yeah. He's been guarding their be- the opposing team's best player, which is good. It's, t- it's tough though for him to be to do that and be good on the offensive end. Yeah. It's very tiring. 
Um, I want to throw this stat out there. Nikola Jokic, right now, this season, he hasn't played a lot, but he is on pace to have the second most win shares per 48 ever. Really? A single season, yeah. And what is the win share for people who don't know? Win shares is basically, I want to say, it's how much you contribute directly to your team's win that day per 48 minutes, meaning in the entirety of yeah. 48 minutes of the game. It's Kareem back whenever. Wow. Jokic. That's crazy. It's crazy. Shows how important he yeah. is. He really is. Yeah. So with him out, the Nuggets are not looking too good. No. Not at all. Yeah, current 10 seed at 9-10. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be tough to, to make the play-in tournament, honestly, if, especially if Jokic is playing inconsistently or if his – Injury. Injury yeah. makes him his, his availability inconsistent, <coughs> then we have a bit of an issue. But we'll have to track that for the rest of the year. Um, you know, hopefully MPJ gets back soon and doesn't have any career-ending back injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next time, Bing Bong. Uh, <laughs> was, you know, everyone's getting excited with the whole Bing Bong and, and everything, but was last year an anomaly for the New York Knicks. They're seventh in the East. Um, news today is that Kemba is out of the rotation. Uh, he's been shooting terrible splits, 39-29. Alec Burks is now starting. So he went. Kemba went from a starter, and I think Tom Thibodeau said today, um, he's getting pulled completely yeah. from the from the um, rotation. So, wh- I mean, what do you guys think? Sean, you're from New York, so you, you got to have a little bit of support for them. Why is D. Rose not starting? He's been hurt. He's hurt? Okay, just, just, just out of curiosity. Um... I think all of us, I think every NBA fan, including all Knicks fans, knew that they overachieved last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did expect more improvement with Evan Fournier and like um, Kemba Walker and all those guys to take, they take a step forward. Mr. Robinson being back has been good, but they just haven't put it all together. Tom Thibodeau's got to work it. They've got to establish their roles a little bit. Julius Randle hasn't fully become <coughs> comfortable this year as well as he did last year. Emmanuel quickly had a big game against, I think it was the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers, yeah, got that yes. big game. I watched that. Um, it's not a reason to panic. They're probably roughly where we expect to be. Seven seed's not terrible for them. Um, I can see them pushing for the six seed, maybe. Yeah. But I, I think going into the season, we looked. If you look at the teams in the East, I think we picked them around be the seven team best team in the East. I don't think the teams above we picked them to be there. No, not like the Wizards. Yeah. The but the Knicks being a seven seed, I don't think it's terrible for them. I agree. And I think it's roughly where they're going to be for the rest of the year. Maybe they pick up a little bit. Have a guy's little establish this Randall goes on a run a little bit, but I think they're this is what they are. They're yeah. a seventh seed. As a Connecticut native, it's very sad to see this happen to Kemba. But I mean, I gotta give credit to Tom Thibodeau. He has had this mindset that he's going to play whoever's doing well. Yeah. And I like that he's sticking to that mindset. He if if the then this has happened multiple times this season for the Knicks. The second unit when they put out their bench unit has outperformed their starters by a ton. And he's stuck with that for the rest of the game. I think it's a little extreme, though, to take your, I guess, not your star player, but uh, a veteran. veteran presence, arguably your number, coming into the season, who everybody thought was going to be your number two behind Julius Randle. It's kind of it's a little extreme to take him out of the rotation. I, I would see no issue in bumping him down to like the ninth, tenth man, getting him some easy minutes, maybe 
situations where there's not a lot of pressure, get him easy shots, try to work him back into it as opposed to just completely take him out. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and, and I'm going to actually say the opposite. Um, you're crediting Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, you know, throughout, even when he was on the, you know, coaching the Bulls, was criticized for his lineups and not playing, you know, young guys too much and, and or not playing young guys enough and playing, you know, his, his veterans too much. And, you know, you could argue that's kind of a, a factor to Derrick Rose's uh, injury was that he was playing upwards of 40 minutes a game. Um, but here's an interesting stat. So the... Walker, Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson is the NBA's most used five-man lineup. Mm-hmm. It's been outscored by 15.6 points per 100 possessions wow. and has the NBA's worst defensive rating. <coughs> uh, when the Knicks are being outscored, or, I'm sorry, the Knicks are being outscored when Walker is on the court by 13 points per 100 possessions Jeez. and are outscoring teams by 11 points per 100 possessions when he is not on the court. So... Um, yeah, probably a good move, but I agree with you. Maybe not completely bench him. I mean, you you signed him for a reason. Yeah. You have this, this I'm assuming idea of having these guards slash wings that can create for themselves. Whether it's you know D Rose, Kemba, R J, Randall, whoever, Fournier, whoever. Yeah. You have a lot of playmakers, so it would just be weird to be like, okay, for the rest of the year you got the rotation. Are you trying to say true that you said you're mad at Tom Thibodeau? I'm not mad. Is at Is it Tom. more that like he should have done this earlier? He should have made this um, change earlier. Because of how bad this lineup's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's weird just to have just have him go cold turkey. That's it's yeah. really odd. But it's also like it's not like Alec Burke. Alec Burks is this guy with unlimited potential. Yeah. You know, you true. know what you're gonna get with Alec Burks. I feel like if D Rose was healthy, he may have made this move earlier because yeah, D Rose starting. What if quick? What about quickly? Would you start quickly? He's more of a shooting guard. Shooting guard. So who? I don't. But know there's a possibility. I, I see him going. He doesn't forward. even play young guys though. He, he doesn't. But quick, yeah. quickly's played well. Yeah, yeah. That's, the whole reason that you're right, Sean, when they beat the Lakers, he was so hot. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the other big city in the United States, Los Angeles. Lakers, a team that everyone loves to pick on, for and rightfully so. Um, we uh, didn't. There's not really too much to talk about, but, but we we didn't get a chance to mention just because of break uh, the LeBron Isaiah Stewart altercation, and I'll be honest. As a big LeBron fan, I you know at first, I looked at all everything that was presented to me, um, in, through the media, and I'm like that was an accident. And he looked like he tried to apologize. He didn't try and like instigate anything. And then you know I saw an angle the other day, and it, it kind of looked like he was looking at him when he when he did that. So, um, I don't think anyone in, uh, maybe Sean honestly, I don't, but I don't think most people in you know his 17 year career would say he's, like, a consistently dirty player. That might have been a dirty play. Um, but the altercation, I think, was <coughs> a good thing because, you know, there was definitely frustration-based. You are losing by 10 to the Pistons at the time. The Pistons. Um, it's frustration-based. I'm glad they came back and won that game. They actually just played the Pistons last night uh, as well. But uh, right before I turn it, up, uh, turn it over to you guys, um, here's a Robert Ory quote, Robert Ory, famous Laker. Nobody fears the Lakers, and he talked about their antics. They go up 10, they start celebrating. LeBron does his big balls, you know, celebration or whatever that, awesome. that he they got fined for. Um, but then they, they blow a lot of leads. They went on a 16-0 run after being tied in the third quarter to the Pistons last night. I was watching the game, and then they uh, they only won by four or whatever it was, something like that. So, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you guys... Now that we're 
you know, ten more games since we've last talked about this. Well, I guess going back to the incident, um, I think the Browns' history of getting into the heat of the moment situations and then trying to back it down and play the uh, good cop to the media after the incidents in his history, like Draymond situations, all those things. So it's a little characteristic of him. He, and I, he was hanging out with his friends during the fight, the refs. <coughs> You know, he was. If you if you saw, he was literally just surrounded by the refs. So, exactly. Know, yeah. He 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 waited till he came over and they tried to play. I'm a big tough guy. I'm LeBron, and then he, nothing happened. But the Lakers themselves have not played well. Um, there's just no like when you think of LeBron teams, you think of discipline almost. Like not, not too much discipline, but you expect them to like close out games, play hard. Like LeBron used to be tougher on the guys when he was younger. I feel like. I feel like he's almost relaxed a little bit. He's relaxed almost too much that the young guys and the, the veterans around him are just, like, yeah, slacking off a little bit. They get up big, oh, let's a little party. Let's oh, throw some lobs to LeBron. Let's get all really hyped up. They're not closing out games. And I feel like it's, they're, they need to switch, flip the switch because they're not going to be able to do this in the in the playoffs. Well, I just want to address that before Liam goes. Um, I agree he's not being as hard on them because these are his buddies. I know. These are these are his, his friends. This is Mello. You know, Russ is a good friend of his. AD, he's grown closer with. Like, these are all his buddies. The, this isn't Kyrie Irving or J.R. Smith who he could just be like, do your job, you know? But even with, but even with D-Wade and Bosh, I think they were just younger. So yeah. They all had, like, a more motivation to go out there and do things. I feel like LeBron's lacking almost and they, they the motivation had, to do it. Yeah, they had this type <laughs> of season on the Heat when it wasn't, like, is it Wade's team, is it LeBron's team, and LeBron had to be that guy to be like, this is my team. You guys need, like, you know, let me be the guy and I will take us to the championship. Yeah. And I, I think I think AD's got to step up and say that to LeBron. I don't think he's going to say it. I think this season with LeBron having his, this whole injury saga that he's been having, it was really AD's time to step up and just take, not take control of the team, but to play at an MVP level like he can. And he just hasn't. You have guys like Russell Westbrook, who is, I think it's fair to say he's fallen out of his prime. He's not going to play his, like his MVP ways, but he's carrying this team right now, and that shouldn't be the case, especially when you have AD who's in his prime. With, with LeBron out, AD should be salivating, man. He, he should be going out there dropping 35 and 15 a night, and yeah. it's crazy that he's not. And the Lakers, I just think they're too good to be 11 and 11. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's pathetic. I agree, and we got to wrap it up soon. But um, Lakers, I th- the problem is, and you know, AD has honestly had a, an alarming fall off um, mm-hmm. from like his prime in his first year in the Lakers. Um, is and, Frank Vogel to blame? No, but I'll, I'll explain in a second. Um, maybe. AD is also shooting like 16.7% from three, which is like the worst out of anybody who's taking more than two um, attempts a game. Also, I just need to say this. I just, I'm not going to live with myself if I don't say this. In the last five games, Russell Westbrook is averaging 26.2, 9 and 9 on 51% shooting from the field. Just need to say that. Um, they can score the ball. They can score the ball. Their defense is so bad. And, you know, the Cavs' defense in those <coughs> Cavs' years with, against the Warriors was also a really bad um, defense, but they're not in the East anymore. The, LeBron is not in the East. He can't just walk to the finals. You know, It's not going to happen with the, top, with the bottom five defense anymore. Yeah. Another thing is, too, the East, 
I don't want to say this to disprove your point, but they're not. LeBron has to go through teams like the Warriors and the Suns now. The East is actually better. No, the I'm first sa- time ever. Well, I'm saying the East, like yeah. when he was on the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna. Have but you're right. To, no, but he's gonna have to play teams, juggernauts like the Warriors, like the Suns. He can't just walk through the playoffs like he like he did for most of his career. Yeah. So, I I think it's very alarming, what the Lakers have been doing this bad this season. I find no issue with the uh, offense. It's, it's purely defense, and you know, hopefully later in the season I won't be saying that. But They're old and they can't run. That's what it comes down it's, to. It's really embarrassing, to be honest, to, to see the amount of times their stars get blown by. But yeah. we got to go. Um, very sad to say that's all we have for today. It's 523. You're listening to WXVU 89.1 FM, Villanova Radio. Fun the locker room. Be back here next Monday at 4 p.m. Please, we're going to have a great show. We always have a great show. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Check out WXVU's anchor feed for on-demand Villanova interviews.